John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. It's the High Game Podcast, John. It is the High Game Podcast. Where are we? We are in beautiful West Seattle, Washington, like we do. Yeah. What are you holding? I am holding a controversial guitar. Oh, my gosh. I think it's pretty cool. Pretty cool and shitty at the same time. That's cool. <laughs> That's a nice combo. Some yeah. shitty cool. I like that guitar a lot. Yeah. I think it's the color. Today we are going to be talking about this. It's yeah. a Gibson Flying V, but We've a very done. particular one. Yeah, they've done a few of those weirdo kind of lines. This is one of those. Right. They're strange people. You know, I've said multiple times on this show yes. that we talk about guitars, uh-huh. we talk about pedals, yes. we talk about amps. Uh-huh. We never talk about amps. Oh, I guess we don't. I should just nix that from my thing, or I should bring in... One of my Bensons. You've got an orange sitting next to me. You've got a Marshall. You've got a Fender thing over there. We've got amps. Yeah. Well, you know, we do these recordings through the Strymon Iridium. Yeah. And I don't know if that's mostly because it sounds great and it's convenient or what, but we could get one of those aux boxes, mm-hmm. which are meant specifically for you to use all your cool amps with. What do you think, viewers? Do yeah. we need one of those? Let us know. That's been on your wish list for... Four years. Yeah, because, you know, I would like to use some of these. It would be kind of nice. For sure. Yeah. Even the little five-watt Nathan Jr. In this room, it's ungodly. Yeah. Trying to talk over an actual in-the-room amp is just dumb. It would be cool to take that problem out Mm -hmm. of the equation. That would be cool. Any problems with this guitar, John? This one sounds pretty good. Yeah?
Beverages, John. Beverages, Ed. Yeah, I've got a black coffee. Of course you do. I posted a story to our reel on Instagram of me making some juice. It'll be gone by the time this is posted because of the way the internet works. Yeah. But it's a video of me throwing four grapefruits and four oranges and two lemons and a bunch of carrots and ginger into my blender and juicing this baby up. This week? Yep. Viewers? Yep. The color of Ed's beverage, I must say, is lovely. Yeah. It looks refreshing. Yeah. Well done, Ed. Thank you. What do you got? I have coffee as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've got this poppy. We've had this before. Have we? Yeah. P-O-P-P-I poppy. The slogan is be gut happy, be gut healthy. Oh. It's a probiotic beverage drink. I remember you drinking some probiotic banger a while back. This one is ginger lime. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a prebiotic soda. Prebiotic, probiotic. I don't know what any of that stuff means. Gut health stuff. This is Dallas, Texas. Dallas. J.R. Ewing. You know about that? Yep. Who shot JR? Yep. I think it was his wife? Ted Cruz. Ooh. Probably. That sounds right. The Zodiac Killer. Yeah, Ted Cruz. Speaking of not cool guys. Yeah? I don't want to recommend that the viewers just turn off our show. That is not what I want to do, No, don't do that. But if you are conservative-leaning, if you are someone who maybe thinks (laughs) uh, environmental science is a joke... If you are a person who doesn't care about cute animals, turn this off. I think my super strong bleeding heart stuff is going to come out, and I'm going to say things that are going to offend some delicate listeners. Some of the snowflakes out there snowflakes. are going to get very unique, riled up. Yep. Well, Ed, the thing that makes this Flying V unique is it comes from Gibson's Government series. Yes. So in trying to figure out where I was going to start this whole thing, Mm -hmm. I think we should go back almost to the beginning. 1958, the beginning of the Flying V? No, before that. Oh, before. You know the president, William McKinley? I don't know much about McKinley. Oh, no. Damn it, we lost him in 1901. Okay. It's still fresh to me. Yeah, what happened to him? Uh, He got dead. Yeah? But before he got dead, he signed into law the Laney Act of 1900. Man, a while back I looked this up. It wasn't about deforestation in the Amazon, right? Not specifically, no. Right. It prohibited trade in wildlife, fish, and plants that have been illegally taken, possessed, transported, or sold. Okay, that's the Laney Act. That's 1900, yeah. Okay. Did he die in office? I don't know. You said he died in 1901. Yeah. And this law was 1900? Yes. He was the 25th president, McKinley. Oh, he's this dude. I almost said it, and then I'm like, is he the one that got assassinated? Did he get assassinated? Yes. How did we lose him? Well, from a bullet. (laughs) So, the Laney Act was already already on the books, Ed. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what we call in the biz a segue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we jump forward. The Laney Act is on the books. Now we're in 1975. Okay. After close to 10 years of wrangling internationally, mm-hmm. the CITES Act is put into effect. C I T E S. It's an acronym. 75, is that? 
Ford, right? Yes. But they began negotiating this thing way back in like 63. Takes a long time, turns out, to implement a global treaty. Jerry Ford, what's he up to? Jerry Ford combing that power donut of yep. his. Probably. Oh, yep. 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 Yeah. Wow. Got to crack a lot of eggs to get to where <laughs> we're going. <laughs> <laughs> CITES stands for the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species okay. of Wild Fauna and Flora. It's just a separate act. It's a global treaty. And as such, it has kind of mileposts. Here's what this treaty is about. All you individual countries, you can figure out for yourself how you want to enforce it. Or if you want to add extra stuff to it, knock yourself out. So different countries handle it differently. In the United States, it's enforced by the Fish and Wildlife Service. That's who we chose to keep on top of. That seems correct. Yeah. This treaty covers about 35,000 species of animals and plants. That doesn't seem like a lot to me, but okay. They have three levels. One is stuff that is in imminent danger of becoming extinct. Right. Two is on their way there, so we better be careful. Yep. And then three is the least severe. Got it. 172 of the roughly 194 countries on the planet are signatories of CITES. Which makes me think it's fucking bullshit. Hot take. I don't know. Is it? 170 countries have said, hey, we're going to protect animals. We're going to do what we can. We are not protecting animals. I think we go out of our way to not give a shit. Late stage capitalism, where we are just inventing machines to put plants and animals through a fucking grinder. Yeah. I don't think our problem is the dude that's using a bow and arrow to fucking kill a jaguar. It's the fucking <laughs> tractor that's going through. And we're going to cut down 90 trees to get to the one so I can have a cool fretboard. This episode is going to be so terrible, John. I'm sorry. Against that... Uh... <laughs> Colorful, informative tableau. Yes. We move forward to 1992. Yeah. When CITES adds another species to that list of 35,000. They designate Brazilian rosewood as endangered. Yeah. So I guess by 92, enough of those trees got yanked out of the ground that CITES took notice. Yeah, this is the Amazon rainforest in Brazil where notorious piece of shit Bolsonaro lives today. Yeah. Almost certainly Brazil is one of those countries that is signed on to that environmental act. Probably. And at the same time, Bolsonaro has just loosened all the regulations. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest problems with allowing each signatory country to choose how they wish to enforce it. Because the flip side of that is, or not. Right. Couple of dudes sitting in a basement full of guitars, <laughs> drinking their fresh squeezed juices and stuff. Maybe we are not the best people from a privileged standpoint yeah. to say how another country should run their shit. Yeah. But Jesus fucking Christ, quit cutting shit down. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so as of 1992, if you had Brazilian rosewood, let's just stick to guitars, since yeah. that's what we do. We won't talk about furniture and all that other kind of stuff. Sure. You had to document and prove the wood was imported before this took effect. Right. Companies like Martin and, to a lesser degree, Taylor, had lots of stockpiles that they were able to keep because they had imported it yep. previously. 
now we get into it. Okay. 2009. Yeah. Gibson gets themselves raided by the Fish and Wildlife Service. They show up at three locations in Tennessee and start hauling out stuff from planks of wood to entire guitars. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. They had illegally imported ebony from Madagascar. Yes. The stuff came through customs and it might as well have been marked like mattresses right maybe somebody at customs was like these big heavy packages don't feel like mattresses open that up hey wait that's ebony right that's what they were charged with forging the Uh shipping documentation for what was actually in the crates yeah and in my mind it's not too far of a hop skip and jump to coordinate that action in 2009 with a political atmosphere in Madagascar. Mm. In that same year, 2009, there was an attempted coup in Madagascar, and everything went to shit and turned to chaos. In that power vacuum, you can imagine black market stuff, organized crime, and of course, cutting down of trees to sell. Okay. This was not part of the lawsuit, but it makes me wonder if Gibson was like, hey, check it out. There's a coup in Madagascar, and people are cutting down trees while nobody's looking. Let's get some of that action. Right. That is all alleged out of my brain pan. I'm just saying, pretty big coincidence. Big, huge, chaotic power vacuum in a country that has lots of ebony. Get it. Nobody's going to notice if we just grab a whole bunch of that. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't see any reference to the CIA. That's right, you don't. (laughs) Exactly. So you would think, after that smackdown, Gibson was thinking, oh man, we just got a lot of stuff seized. We'd better be more careful. This is the one that drug on in court for a little while, right? It was not resolved immediately. That's right. Yeah, okay. While that's dragging on. Yeah. 2011? Right. Two years later? Yep. Gibson gets raided again. Yeah, who's president then? Barack Obama. This time, they were importing wood from India, and they were also mislabeled on the customs declarations. They were doing it again. Right. And so they came in and took all their shit again. Mm -hmm. But this time, Gibson Guitar Corporation, led by our good friend Henry Juskowitz, decides to fight back and files a motion to recover the seized material. He wants those charges overturned, and he wants his shit back. Yeah. What does the court do? Mm -hmm. Fuck you. Okay. They deny that motion because they had found U.S. Fish and Wildlife internal Gibson emails basically verifying that they knew that that's what they were going to do. Hey, Mac, let's forge the customs documents. Okay, cool. Right. That's when the case gets filed. Okay. By the United States Department of Justice. Not as a CITES violation, but as a Laney Act violation. Okay, going way back. Yeah, going way back. Gibson, mainly Henry, Mm -hmm. said that he was being bullied. Poor guy. I think he was on the board of directors of the Amazon Rainforest Alliance. Perfect Um, cover. Yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Everyone can agree on that, right? Henry was a cool guy. Oh, yeah, sure. That's just a known thing. In 2012, they actually settled the case. Gibson agrees to a fine of $350,000. Okay. And that is on top of all the wood that he had to forfeit, worth as much as the settlement itself. So at the end of the day, it's getting up towards a million dollars. Okay. He claimed that Gibson was, quote, inappropriately targeted. And he said that the raids that the government executed were so outrageous and overreaching as to deserve further congressional investigation. Mm -hmm. And all his buddies in the Tea Party were like, yeah, what Henry said. Okay. Eventually, Henry 
does manage to reclaim some of the wood. He's just not letting it go. I want my wood back. And that's where we come in. He gets some of the wood back, Henry. Yeah. And he decides he's going to stick it to the man. Right. By the way, he was saying that not only was this some kind of act of retaliation by Obama. Barack Hussein Obama. Yes, because Henry was a known Republican. He tried saying, Martin Guitars, they've got all kinds of Brazilian rosewood and ebony, and nobody went after Chris Martin. Chris Martin from Coldplay? Yeah, exactly. Okay. This is Chris Martin the fourth from Martin Guitars. Same guy. Almost certainly. They were never raided because, it turns out, all their paperwork and documentation was 100% legitimate. Sure. Henry was saying, why didn't you go raid the guy who's doing it? Legally. Legally. Why, why don't you go after that guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Sure. So Henry decides to create what he calls the government series of guitars mm -hmm. in 2013. So he's going to make a series of guitars that have, in part, some of this wood that he managed to get back from the government. Yep. As a kind of F you to the government. Yeah. We have the Flying V I've mentioned. There was also a Les Paul, an SG, an Explorer, and an ES-335. Yeah. They were made in what he called government gray and came in a green case that was known as currency green. Ooh. It's pretty standard Flying V stuff. Two humbuckers, hardtail, two volumes, and a master tone. It's a Flying V. But it's gray, and it has a cool eagle on it, on the pickguard. Yeah, it's got an embossed eagle holding a guitar neck and a banner that says Government Series. Effectively, just a big... Don't tread on me, Gazden flag. Yeah. Sure. And that was his way of saying, so there. Yeah. They made about 300 of the Flying V. In this first run, they only made 750 total across all the different models. They would go on to make a government series two. Right. The following year in 2014. I don't know if you've seen those. I have. Government tan. Like all desert storm color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are really ugly. I think these gray ones are kind of rad. I really like this color. The gunmetal gray is pretty cool, I must say. The hardware on here is all gloss black. The thing that is also kind of nice, these have what are called ceramic eight magneted pickups. The pickups themselves are called Dirty Fingers Plus. Oh, yeah. Dirty Fingers being a pickup they made in the 70s. Yep. They're overwound. The more winds of wire around the magnet, the hotter the pickup. Yep, pretty hot. Whoa. Yeah, I was just ripping. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty riffy. Yeah, I do like the sound of these pickups. They're great. I think the guitar is really cool looking, like for a Flying V. If you were going to pick up a Flying V in a color, this is kind of pretty high on my list. It depends on how you want to approach the story behind it. Rock the irony or work against it, or maybe you agree with it. Clearly, this does not align with my beliefs. It is not my thing. But this guitar with a big Fuck Henry sticker on it. This machine kills fascists. Exactly. I'm into it. And it's weird that there were only 300. The funny thing with these guitars, for a signature line, you can get them for hardly any more than they were new. They were 1100 bucks new? Yeah. 
in today dollars, that's fifteen hundred bucks. Yep. There are guitars of similar numbers out there that are much more collectible than this thing. People are not clamoring for a fuck Obama guitar. Apparently, that's not a thing. No. You know. Do you want to know what Henry said about this? I have here a certificate of authenticity hand-signed by Henry Juskowitz. Oh, my god! That comes with each and every one of these. He spent the better part of a day just slapping his signature on a bunch of pieces of paper. Yeah. What's it say? In August 2011, federal agents raided Gibson guitar and confiscated fingerboards, necks, and even entire guitars, Ed. Mm-hmm. The nerve. After months of negotiations, we received our necks and bodies back. We have used these blanks to create a new series of guitar to remind us, Ed, mm. you need reminding. Yes. That we are, quote, endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights uh, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Can you see my eyes rolling back in my head and me making the jerk off motion? These rights, Ed? Yeah. Are exactly what Gibson Guitar has been founded on, and mm-hmm. we will continue to provide happiness to all of our fans, regardless yeah. of what it takes to defend these rights. This certificate guarantees that the fingerboard on this guitar was one of the pieces confiscated and returned. Whatever, dude. What a dick. It's <laughs> just dumb. It's appealing to that base that's just like freedom. Yeah. Fuck those guys. So it says they returned some of the bodies. Yeah. So wood was seized as well as in progress guitar parts. Yes. That makes it sound like the only stuff that was returned is the in progress stuff. It does not say we received back pallets of wood. Under the CITES Act, Yeah, that's what they do. If they seize something and there's some path back, it does not act as a sufficient deterrent. For sure. The only way to make the point is you never get it back. Right. We're not even going to sell it. Right. Grind it up. Or in some cases, they said they use it as educational materials, <laughs> whatever that means. The dude at CITES has some really sweet furniture in his living room. Yeah. You don't ever get it back. Yeah. And there are horror stories of musicians like, oh, I'm just going to head up to Canada from Seattle here and play the folk festival at the farmer's market. And then like <laughs> at the border, is that Brazilian rosewood on there? I don't know. Well, we say it is. We're taking your guitar. Fuck. And there is no recourse. You can't retroactively file the paperwork. They take it, it's gone. That seems weird. I think a lot of people thought that, Ed. Yeah. Because in 2019, Mm -hmm. just a couple of years ago, CITES adopted an exemption for musical instruments. It allowed finished musical instruments and parts and accessories to be transported. So if you're going up to play that folk festival, they're not going to take your guitar. This is my guitar. I'm playing the folk festival. Come on, guys. They'll let you through. That seems correct on an individual basis. It's the corporations are people thing. Oh, all of a sudden, if we can get this illegally imported wood turned into a guitar real fast, they can't do shit about it. Yeah, it does make you wonder. Because, like, what if you're like... uh, Oh, say Gibson. Yeah, I don't know. And you decide you want to make some fucking guitars? Let's load up the semi with 250 guitars, send them up to Canada. Can't do it. Unless you do it and don't get caught. You know, and send out emails internally at the company telling everyone, this is what we're going to do. Say, Mac, how can we get some of that there, Ebony? Yeah. Take this form. Right. Where it says, type of wood, just write feathers. Right.
By the way, Ed. Yeah. That delay we've been playing the whole time is a Walrus Audio ARP 87 for anybody interested. Super good. Digital, analog, lo-fi. Yeah. Does all that stuff, right? Yeah. Got that X knob. I think that's their thing. Let's see. What does that do? It's great because you can get some vintage delay sounds out of it, but then you can certainly make that thing go into, like, wackadoodle land. It's kind of nice. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Fire tonight. Well, all right, Ed. Uh, how are we going to approach this? We always have our thing where we're talking about, would you buy this particular one? I don't know. However you think about it, buy or deny. I love the color. I think the eagle on it is actually kind of cool. It's black hardware, which looks cool against the gunmetal. I would totally buy this, but I would have to put the, this machine kills fascists or fuck Henry or some clear designation on the guitar. <laughs> I am certainly a shithead, but I'm not buying this <laughs> exclusively because I'm a shithead. Got it. Not that kind, at least. This Flying V, I think, is really cool. The Explorer, I think, is really cool. The Les Paul is ugly as hell. It's dopey. <laughs> you know, as far as Vs go, this has everything you want in a V. And I think the addition of these Dirty Fingers yeah. Plus pickups yep. is a bonus. Yeah. And these are still gettable for reasonable prices. Yeah. Myself, yep. I would not keep the Eagle. I wouldn't even attempt to mitigate that. I would take the whole pick guard off, just replace it with a regular black one. Yeah. The fact that it's probably endangered wood, uh, that's just terrible. Buying this thing. I'm going to buy this guitar because Henry was a dick. Right. Nah. Yeah, that's a bummer. I could go get another Flying V or get another V-shaped thing from... Dunnable. For instance. Right. The key takeaway from all of this, which is a bonus for everybody, is that in 2018, as we all know, Henry was ousted yeah. from Gibson. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Yeah. So what do you think of that, Ed? I think we did great. I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah. You know, we couldn't do any of that. Without each other, much less the viewers. Sure. Where would the viewers go if they were going to look for us? Oh, well, there's always Instagram. Yeah. We're there at The High Gain. Yeah. Facebook, Facebook The High Gain. Yes. TheHighGain.com. HighGain.com. Twitter, The High Gain. Oh, yeah. Twitter, too. Maybe people, if they wanted to do John and Ed a solid, yeah, leave a review on iTunes. Oh, that would be really cool. And... By that time, if they're not already tired of all the good vibes they're feeling inside, oh. that vibrating feeling they're mm -hmm. getting, head on over to Patreon and look at the high game. Sure. Perhaps you want to level yourself up. Even more? Hard to believe. Who knows? Yeah. John. Yeah. We're part of the Ruinous Media Network. That's right. It's us and a whole bunch of other music podcasters. Doing all kinds of cool Seattle music-y stuff. Yeah. Ruinousmedia.com. Yeah, go check it out. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs>